The View from Gilderland. This is Magic 590's Talk of the Town, and I'm Bob Cudmore. Talk of the Town is heard on 590 and 100.5 uh, in Albany, and 1410 and 96.9 in the Glens Falls area. Our guest today is Gilderland Town Supervisor Peter Barber, a Democrat and an attorney. Peter Barber has been in office since 2015. And I would imagine that uh, this uh, coronavirus crisis is the kind of biggest thing you face since becoming a town supervisor. I- is that so? Or is there some major event in Gilderland that I'm, I'm missing here? You're not missing anything there, Bob. You know, by, you know, the, absolutely the most significant and, you know, fundamentally changing of lifestyles in our town. So I think you've got that right. There was a, not even a close second, but my second would be starting an ambulance service, but we can talk about that later on. Okay. I'm, I'm curious how, uh, you know, it's, a fit an official in a town like Gilderland. It's a town of about 35,000. It's, uh, you might say it's a suburb of Albany, but maybe you give me an argument on that, but it's located uh, near Albany. Um, how, how are people reacting uh, to the coronavirus? It happened that Gilderland was the first uh, town in Albany County to have a confirmed case. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And, uh, you know, from that five o'clock phone call that I received, I've lost track of when it was, but it was a couple of weeks ago. You know, I can really say that I'm really proud of our emergency response team because we really got uh, a great crew here. One thing that we do have that many towns don't have is we have both an ambulance service and a medic service. So we have trained professionals who knew what they're doing and had a response plan already in place. Mm. Are you still doing that? Uh, the town taking people to hospitals and, and and what else? Yeah, absolutely. What we do is we now have what's called advanced life support. So our ambulance comes with a uh, driver who is usually a, who's an EMT and a paramedic. So, yes, we do transport uh, to hospitals, but I'm also pleased to say that at least in our town, I can't speak for downstate or anything like that, but at least in our town, we're not really seeing too much of an uptick in terms of uh, use of that ambulance. It's still, you know, most of it's uh, dealing with, you know, car accidents, accidents at home, but uh, COVID-19 really has not uh, been something we've had to transport yet. I remember our conversation last uh, weekend with County Executive, Albany County Executive Dan McCoy, who pointed out that, yes, the first case was in Gilderland, and they thought that that might be the focus of a number of cases, but that's not been the case, apparently, or at least so far. Everything is changing, and maybe I should note that we're recording this on Wednesday, and this is airing on Sunday. Uh, and um, McCoy said that they, you know, they found that the the cases were popping up all over, uh, and Albany County uh, has the largest number of cases in our region, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and again, I think that's what people thought initially, that you might get hot spots, because uh, that certainly seemed to have been the trend in other cities, but thankfully here, because the hot spot here would have been a contact at our middle school, but I'm also pleased to report that today and the two-week quarantine uh, for those students is over. And as far as I know, I can't speak for absolutely because, uh, you know, we only get information based upon the county and our own people that there have been no further reported cases and it does not to have uh, uh, created, you know, any sort of, uh, you know, uh, spread uh, that, that was, you know, ordinary. Again, that doesn't mean people aren't being tested, uh, but my understanding is that nobody's been confirmed 
to have COVID-19 in our town. You said the quarantine at that middle school had ended, but the schools are still closed, are they not? I realize that's maybe not your department or you don't make that decision. Also, yes, 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 absolutely. They are still closed. I believe it's until March 31st, until further notice. And I don't have a crystal ball in front of me, but I would not be surprised if uh, schools would be closed uh, for an additional period of time. So the quarant- it's really quarantine uh, was ending uh, today for the Mar- uh, Farnsworth medical, stu- uh, medical student, but the schools still remain closed. So I'm not really sure if it makes a big difference for their you know, families and their students. You know, quarantine is over, but they still have the social gathering you know, restriction. You are communicating with the town residents who want to take advantage of it with a daily uh, online newsletter, correct? Yes, yes. We're actually, I think yesterday was our 14th update. So we're actually from the first uh, phone call that I received from a county executive every day since. Uh, we've been sending daily uh, updates, letting residents know first what the update might be from the Albany County Department of Health, because I think people still like to hear numbers, want to know what's happening. And then we try to make sure that people understand what's happening in our town, at our library, in our schools, in our business community. And we also you know, want to you know, look at the executive orders, highlight things that may be important, but every so often go lighthearted and show some things that seem almost like uh, humorous, you know, if they weren't dealing with a COVID-19, but it seems uh, a little ironic at times. Now, you've been uh, paying close attention to Governor Cuomo's daily uh, briefings and his uh, issuance of executive orders. And what, and what you're, you're making a you, you take apart each of the orders and how complicated it is or, or what are you doing with that? Yeah, what we're doing basically, you know, you're highlighting first that, you know, you, you could spend quite some time reading all the details. They're, they're on legal side, you know, 11, eight and a half by 14 uh, I think it's like single space, very small font and whatnot, and it's got a very, some very, very important uh, aspects to it that are, you know, unprecedented in terms of suspending um, certain restrictions and regulations, you know, really just uh, in our fight against COVID-19. But every so often there's something that just strikes my eye, and I, I'd just like to point out to uh, to our residents that seems, you know, kind of standing out as being a little bit uh you know, maybe it's odd. It's probably a better word now. So not exactly <laughs> ironic. <laughs> now, are are you getting reaction, or or how are the people of Gilderland reacting, or are they uh, with their town government? Oh, they they definitely are interacting. Again, like all communities, our town offices, our facilities here are closed to the public. But we are really encouraging, uh, and really, phone calls are difficult too because I have very limited staff here. So email is uh, and mail is, is definitely what we're getting, and I can say I've received hundreds, of, you know, of emails from town residents, uh, uh, appreciative of what the town is trying to do, N- not simply just because of the emails they're getting, but also they see our highway crews out there um, maintaining our roads. They see the EMS and our ambulance. I mean, I think people are just very proud of what their town is doing. For example, I, in one of your uh, newsletters, your electronic newsletters, you talked about the recent snowstorm. I don't know how much snow you had in uh, Gilderland, but you, uh, the plows went out with a small, with smaller crews or something like that. Yeah, I can give you a quick little review. I'm not a highway guy, but I'll keep it real simple. Um, our highway superintendent Greg Weir had, came up with a plan that basically has each uh, he, he divides his crew into thirds. So only one-third is working one week, and the other two-thirds are off. 
Okay, so then uh, everything's going fine, and you get a six-inch snowstorm. So what he decided to do is that typically a, a town plow would go out with two people, a driver and a guy who's off on the side uh, controlling those wings that basically uh, direct the snow, uh, particularly if you have snow banks. So what they decided to do is take the wings off and then not have to have a wing man. So then you could have uh, a driver go out, full complement, get the roads done, maybe not as clean, maybe not as perfect, but more importantly, they're out there for hours, but they're out there alone. So you got that perfect social distancing, and uh, again, I want to applaud the highway department and the superintendent for really uh, stepping up and coming up with a creative way of uh, of dealing with this uh, unexpected spring snowstorm, but of course we mm. do still get them every so often. Sure. Now, so it, for the public works department, there were people at the location of the public works department. What about the town government itself? Are there people there in that building or are all of you working from home? Well, I would say, uh, firstly, the vast majority are working from home. The only people here are, would be primarily putting aside the police and EMS. Uh, the other people would be people dealing with financial issues, making certain that the payroll is made, making certain that the funds are in place, you know, work very limited hours, uh, as you can probably guess, you know, given the problems that Ms. Pallas had with, uh, you know, viruses and, you know, malware and whatnot, people, you know, uh, those, you know, you know, blackmailing, we, the only way you can get into our system is physically being here. So for a very limited time, uh, they're in here just to take care of it. And then they, I, uh, you know, have to, have to remind people is, uh, you know, get out of here, you know, <laughs> as soon as you're done. And the way you're, you're speaking, it sounds like you're there at the town office. Well, I'm here every day because I do want to make sure I check on everything, make sure that uh, EMS and police, you know, you just want to make, get that over uh, overnight update, make sure nothing is unusual. And then I, you know, like to drive out and check on our water department because, you know, we still have a water plant going. We want to you know, provide clean water. I want to check on our highway guys, you know, uh, when, when I can. But, you know, again, these are professionals. I, they don't need me... Uh, you know, uh, you know, being a kindergartner a teacher and like that over them, but I still want to show my support and our town support, you know, for their efforts. So I then generally get out of here and go home and hang out with my uh, with my wife and, and my daughter, who's has escaped from New York City. <laughs> now, the um, people in the town have been volunteering to help you, or, or what's going on with that? Sure. Uh, we're getting lots of volunteers who, who've been responding to a number of calls for help. For example, I know that the school, when it closed, uh, it has a number of students and families who depend upon uh, the breakfast and lunch that's provided either free or at reduced cost. So a num number of volunteers that have stepped up to help with that effort. There's also been other efforts by both the county and by our community uh, caregivers in our uh, in community to make sure that seniors or who have been told basically to, I'm going to say, shelter in, in place. I'm not a phrase I really like all that much, but, you know, basically being told to not go out, making sure that they're, they've got the, the food and the medicines that they need, but also, too, making sure they're getting transported for necessary medical treatments because, you know, we do have patients who need to have regular, you know, go in for a series of, you know, very intense treatments every week, and we want to make sure that's not being impacted. Our guest on Magic 590's Talk of the Town is Peter Barber, supervisor of the Albany County town of Gilderland. A, a kind of a, a personal note, you, you mentioned this in passing a few minutes ago, but uh, talking with you, setting up the interview, 
you told me that I don't know if they're your only children, but two of your children are journalists, you know, kind of a uh, top level. Your daughter is a reporter uh, at The New Yorker, Elizabeth Barber, and your son, Greg Barber, is a reporter for Wired. Um, what have they, how have they encountered the coronavirus? Well, in um, substantially the same way, but in different locations. They both, uh, you know, basically left their cities. My daughter's in New York City, my son in San Francisco, and escaped for a while, you know, uh, and started working from home. Um, you know, I know that my son is very actively covering the coronavirus story out there in San Francisco and California, and my daughter is doing the same uh, here from, from Albany. Hmm. Now, uh, back to Gilderland and the coronavirus. Uh, Crossgates Mall, is that closed? Uh, yes. Well, it's closed, but I believe that the Best Buy it remains open. And I'm going to guess it's probably identified uh, in some way as an essential service uh, under the governor's executive order. And the restaurants are closed except for takeout. Is there a lot of takeout in Gilderland? Uh, yes, absolutely. In fact, uh, yesterday we were trying to promote the Great American Takeout Day, which is one of those days that probably people don't pay attention to. But we were trying to highlight it yesterday by saying, you know, given our heightened significance, you know, of trying to support our local business, particularly restaurants with takeouts, we were really trying to encourage people not only to do it yesterday, but continue to do it as much as possible. I mean, these local businesses... And restaurants uh, often are our residents. They live in town. We want to make sure we support them. You know, this is a uh, collective fight against this disease, and I think we need to make sure that we are trying to support our local business as much as possible. Gilderland is known for its library, I would say. Is the library open? Well, uh, I always say the library is open, just the building is closed. So, again, we're trying okay. to you know, promote it promote that too, saying it's open because it's got a very uh, rich uh, catalog of, um, you know, you know, e-library. I mean, you can you can go online 24 hours a day, every day, and access movies, shows, magazines, audiobooks. I mean, it's just a, a fabulous uh, resource uh, that my understanding is that we're finding that a lot of people are really taking advantage of it. We're talking with Peter Barber. He's supervisor of the Albany County Town of uh, Gilderland. Uh, how, about, how about the parks in Gilderland? You have them. Are people using them? And I've heard pro and con in this. Like Governor Cuomo got irate one day about people congregating in parks, primarily, I think, in his case, in New York City. Well, I can say here in our town uh, that has not been a problem, but we're certainly mindful of it. Um, our, our parks crews have gone out and got our parks ready earlier than normal. Uh, a lot of times it's considered the mud season, so you don't want to have too much hiking, but we have miles of open space and trails and whatnot. My wife, uh, daughter, and I all went out, uh, been on those trails. My wife and I actually went on a five-mile hike, um, didn't see anybody <laughs> out right. there but but then i found out from our parks director that if we went over to uh, our largest park there were 50 cars parked there but he said people were dispersed it's a huge park there was no congregating and whatnot we are mindful of playground areas so we're keeping an eye on that making certain that uh, the playgrounds you know don't get overrun with children uh, i know some of the school playgrounds are closed and I know parents every day are trying to find moral alternatives for their children. So 
we're keeping an eye on that at this mm-hmm. point. Our playgrounds still remain open. Are there efforts to help uh, seniors who are said to be at higher risk? Yes. Um, again, we have a senior uh, department that is working on a limited schedule. Uh, up until maybe a few days ago, they were making transportation um, trips for groceries and whatnot. But in light of the social gathering, we have now um, restricted that to taking seniors for medical uh, appointments. Again, as I mentioned earlier, when it comes to groceries and food, we've also made sure that there's other organizations that are involved to make sure that all seniors are protected. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you about a couple of other uh, topics. Before the virus hit, uh, it seemed to me that the big news in Gilderland was over a Costco store. Crossgate's owner of Pyramid Companies proposed that last July. What's the status of that store? Has that been affected by the uh, virus? Well, um, the Costco is under what's called a environmental impact statement review, draft environmental impact statement. Uh, the That DEIS, what it's called, is actually considered um, by the planning board uh, to have been complete, and now it's subject to comment. And under the, uh, uh, not to get too much into weeds here, under the regulations, uh, the preferred method of comment is in written is written form. So on our website, we've have uh, I think by a town planner said there's about maybe for every five uh, emails or letters in support, there's one in opposition or raising some concerns. We've heard from all agencies. So to answer your question, it's still proceeding because right now it's mostly a paper review anyway. So mm-hmm. it's perfect for social distancing. But at some point, we're going to have to consider whether or not we want to have a more public participation. And if we do that, we may do it under the uh, the governor's uh, executive order that allows people to call in. Mm. Another uh, a topic that came up in the town uh, is that many people opposed a proposed solar farm that apparently could uh, mar the view of the Helderberg uh, escarpment, the uh, hills around uh, Albany. How's the town responded to that? Well, I can say um, we... This is in the pre-COVID-19 days, just a few days beforehand. We had a public hearing on a new uh, law that I drafted that tried to address, I would say, all the concerns that were raised by residents in terms of protecting the escarpment view and um, visual uh, assessments. I've received uh, generally positive comments. There may be some people wanting something different, something more. But the bottom line is that... um, I, the town board is likely to be considering uh, the final law at a meeting in April. <clears throat> Again, we think it's important to get this law in place because we want to make sure that we're responsive you know, to the community and addressing any of their concerns. I saw in one of your daily reports about the, the crisis, you know, keeping people up to date, uh, people always, you know, we all get upset about uh, traffic changes and they they closed a bridge over the throughway, Old State Road Bridge, and that uh, construction is proceeding? Yes, uh, you are right. Uh, I have to say, when we put that date out there initially six months ago, we were dreading, you know, that day on that month, this past Monday because 5,300 cars go over that bridge every day, not just Gillen residents, but Rotterdam, Schenectady County and whatnot. Um, so uh, the project uh, did start. The bridge is closed. The contractors are beginning to dismantle the bridge, but most importantly, there's been almost no impact. Uh, it's a, only a trickle of cars now. People have been uh, 
have been following the detours and whatnot. You know, at some point we'll be we'll be getting back to normal, uh, but it's probably going to be a graduate graduating uh, so people hopefully will be adjusted. So we, mm-hmm. in the end, uh, this project actually may be done more quickly because when you're shutting down roads and shutting down the throughway or reducing lane traffic, if you don't have to worry about that rush hour, uh, it really does help them move the, the project along more quickly. Also, you mentioned a few minutes ago about emergency medical services. Gilderlin EMS is getting a new ambulance. How how was that paid for? Well, we uh, that was already budgeted for, and we also have reserves that we set aside specifically for that purpose. And I, I kind of want to emphasize how proud I am of that service. It's a advanced life support. Advanced life support. I always call it a, an ER on wheels. And when the town started its ALS, ALS service, ambulance service, we cut response times that were approaching 12 minutes under the private company to five minutes. So mm-hmm. you can imagine what that means in terms of better outcomes and whatnot. And our medical director and his team, I give him a lot of credit you know, for the smooth transition and what seems to be a pretty flawless um, enactment of a, of a town ambulance. And in this crisis, it has given us a tremendous number of opportunities because now the governor has allowed our paramedics to engage in what's called community paramedicine, which mm-hmm. means they now can go to places and if it does not require a transport, they can treat there, administer help, and then they can uh, the, don't have to transport. So you're not bringing the patient down into the ER where there's you know some capacity issues because of the COVID-19, but also too if a patient needs to be transported. Uh, the governor's uh, executive order now allows us to transport mm-hmm. to urgent care facilities and other places, sure. which is really helping. Our guest on Magic 590's Talk of the Town was Peter Barber, supervisor of the Albany County town of Gilderland. I'm Bob Cudmore. Talk of the Town is heard on Magic 590 and 100.5 in Albany and 1410 and 96.9 in Glens Falls. This program will be podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. I'm Bob Cudmore.